Hey y'all, it's the 42nd episode of Low Profile with Mark Lee Morrison. That's yours truly. Welcome back if you're a regular listener. And if you're new to the show and want to hear the other 41 episodes, you got a website. It's lowprofilepodcast.com. You can find other extras and bonus episodes, write-ups, links, all that good stuff there. So on today's show, we're going to hear from Johnny Fritz. He's a man of many talents. In addition to being at the forefront of 21st century country music, he's a father, a leather artiste, and his business card reads, LA's premier used house salesman. He released his first two albums under the name Johnny Corndog, D-A-W-G, before he used his given name for his most recent albums, Dad Country and Sweet Creep. Guest correspondent and friend of the show, Henry Barnes, recorded this interview with Johnny earlier this year. They discuss regional histories, Johnny's cuisine-inspired pilgrimages to India, craftsmanship, real estate, songwriting, and more as they get to know one another. If you like this show, I'd love to hear from you. My email is lowprofilemarkley at gmail.com. And you can follow the show on social media at lowpropodcast. This show receives in-kind support from San Francisco Street Bakery in Olympia, Washington. This is the first single from Johnny Fritz's last album, Sweet Creep. It's called Stadium Inn. Honeymoon and couple brought in out of the rain. Car broke down the tire, went flat upon the highway. But they're never gonna make it, yes they'll be here again. Nothing good comes out of the stadium in Bum 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 Bum. There's an old man mumbling to himself by the door. Something, something, something he can't take anymore. Well, I can't quite make it out, and they won't let him in. Sometimes you learn the hard way at the stadium in Bum 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 Bum. Chicken leg daughter with her mother in. Dumb old dead eye daddy with the chin cave in. Misspelled the sweet confession in the bathroom stall. Right through the windows of the stadium and 
boom, 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 right through the windows of the stadium. Hey, Johnny, it's Henry. How's it going? Hey, good. How you doing, Henry? Oh, you know, uh, went and worked on some guitars today, and now I'm back at home, and uh, feeling pretty good, uh, loving the weather. Uh, how are you doing? Are you in Are you in L.A.? Yeah, I'm from right here. I mean, I'm actually uh, about a mile away from Pomona Valley Hospital, where I was born. I'm, oh, that's nice. I'm one mile away from my... Yeah, it's wow. kind of it's kind of <laughs> nice in some ways, but you know. <sighs> yeah. Well, I hear you. I mean, I I grew up in Virginia, and I always want to go back there, but I don't have any family there anymore. And you know, I started a family here, and it's I don't know. It's one of those things where I was like, "Damn, I wish I had some help." I've never <laughs> had help. I've never had family close by, and it's something I've really, really been missing these this last year for sure. And um, so the idea of being from a place that you actually want to live is that to me is just sounds like, Oh, what a luxury. Yeah. I guess there's one in every family, you know, like my sisters and brothers are all over the place. You know? Yeah. Right. So I'm the only one that stayed out of four. Yeah. Right. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> but I'm still are here. Are you folks still out here? Uh, no, they're, they're, I'm a, getting on. So they've gotten on to the above, you know? <laughs> yeah. I got you. Oh, yeah. Henry, what was it? What was the Luthier thing you're talking about? You're doing you're doing Lutheran or you're doing something? That folk yeah, that's something? that's what I do. Uh, it's the it's the Folk Music Center in Claremont, and it's kind of a oh, cool. infamous you know store at this point. It's gotten kind of famous. We were on Hugh Hauser for one thing, and mm-hmm. so I got to meet Hugh Hauser, and he came into the store, wow. and did, did a whole session, like a whole episode just on our store. Which wow, was great. Yeah, he was real nice. And uh, I was playing sitar, and he goes, "Can you play cool. that? Can you play that thing and talk to me at the same time?" And I was kind of like, <laughs> "Well, I, I think, I guess so. I'm doing it, aren't I? You know." <laughs> wow, what a wonderful sound! It's so soothing. It's a very hard instrument to stop playing. Yeah. It's so. Can you play and talk at the same time? A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> because we're listening to a... This is an Indian sitar, and it gets its name from the fact that it has seven played strings. It's the old Sanskrit word for seven. It sounds ancient. It sounds soothing. It sounds spiritual. It was pretty funny. He was oh, really cool. nice, yeah. And, you know, so I, I've been doing luthery there, which means, you know, fixing guitars. I mean, I started making electrics a long time ago. And yeah. then I started making weird stuff like, you know, weird buzzing bridges and kind of electric sitar things with long scales. And yeah. as a matter of fact, I was kind of curious who was doing your inlays on your necks for. Well, yeah, well, I was, I was anxious to tell you, uh, my, my dad's a, uh, a luthier. He's my dad's the, he's made, I think I have six of his guitars. Um, and he lives up in Oregon, and um, I just got one from him recently that I had this vision for. I was like, oh, man, I really want a guitar, a very folk guitar, which is only um, the top five frets. And everything else below the top five frets is just it's just fretless, because what the hell do you do up there anyway, you know? <laughs> no, 
Wow. He's never been up there. So, so yeah, so he made me this guitar that only has five frets on it. And um, and the inlay says, no regrets, which is a, a tribute to, <laughs> it's a tribute to my sweetheart. Um, she's got an amazing tattoo of a, of a cherub. Um, it says, no regrets. And it's a, just a horrible looking stick and poke. It's a beautiful, beautiful tattoo. And I've always loved it. So it's a, it's a wonderful guitar. It's a tribute to her and, um, and a present from my dad. I think it was for Father's Day, my first Father's Day. So it's pretty special. Wow. It's like totally unique too with having just the five frets. You know, it's kind of its, right. own, it's, its own instrument in a way. Right. And it's a joke. I mean, it's like it's its own, it's its own joke. It's its own, <laughs> you know. I feel bad for the guy who steals it. Like somebody just steal it and be like, "All right, you have to give it back." Now he's like, "Yeah, what do you do with this thing anyway?" <laughs> well, it's amazing what people, some people can do with five frets. I'll tell you that right now. Well, I know, yeah, <laughs> yeah especially those flamenco guys and stuff. Man, one of the things that struck me when I was like, like looking up videos and stuff was like swimming in uh, India, going to India. Oh yeah, and like. Like you're doing like a country slash folk song straight with tablas. Well, it's easy to say forever when you're on your honeymoon. But it's hard to know where to go when forever ends so soon.
like it. I was wondering, you know, what made you decide to head out that way? You know, um, honestly, it's a little embarrassing, but um, my Indian food was the, was the reason I, I wanted to go to India. I was like, I just loved Indian food, and there was a little, uh, <laughs> there was a little cabbie stand in um, Alphabet City just on Houston Street, like Houston and First, um, Houston and First, like the northeast corner called uh, Punjabi in New York, and I. Um, I started going up there when I was 17 and I just, I was like, dang, this is, you know, I, I grew up in rural Virginia and there was just no kind of ethnicity at all and no kind of culture. So uh, Punjabi was one of the first places I ever went. I was like, this is the greatest. This kind of, if this is out there, just think of what else is out there. And, uh, and um, you know, I was living in Philadelphia and doing these medical studies, uh, which everybody in Philly does, is you know, clinical trials for uh, pharmaceuticals and uh, you know it didn't pay a ton but I, I think I came out of it like 2800 bucks and um, I knew I wanted to go around the world and ended up in India for a few months um, and I just kind of farted around I, I knew it was a cheap country and I, I knew I didn't have very much money so I kind of just wanted to get the most bang for my buck and really um, check out what kind of food they had and I of course loved the music and um, and I've been back several times since then. And I, I guess, I think the video you referred to was, um, from our most recent trip, we went and tried to do a, did like a country yeah. record there with, yeah, with tablas and sitars and stuff and incorporating some of that beautiful music with, uh, with our, with our music. And, um, you know, it's just such a, India is one of those places where you can kind of just make anything happen because. There's so many people, and there's so much innovation. And there's so much going on, and at the same time, there's nothing going on. You know, so many people are just sitting around and <laughs> waiting for anything to happen. They're just dying for for something to, to happen. So, mm -hmm. um, you can just say, "Hey, we 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 be part of it. We learn this song. Like, kind of, <laughs> would you like to be in a band with me?" And 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 the answer is always yes. I mean, you know. I, I never would somebody be like, oh, I don't really feel like it. it. Was always like, sure, like let's do something, anything. So, you know, I, I, I'm definitely I gravitate towards that kind of energy. And anybody who wants to is down to to goof off, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm right there, you know. So yeah. uh, India's kind of right up my alley for that stuff. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I mean, I just, I'm a little jealous. I, yeah, you know, diving into the Ganges, you know. Come on. Now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, the Gan the Ganges uh, for uh, the Ganges up at that place. That's in the Himachal Province, up in uh, up in the Himalayas. It's pretty clean up there. Um, <laughs> it's quite a different river up in the Himalayas than it is down in uh, Varanasi. Like it's run through, you know, thousands, countless thousands of funeral pyres and mm -hmm. you know dead dogs and stuff. Like a monkey dies, they just throw it in the river and say, "Oh." God bless him, you know. Uh, it's pretty God brutal. God bless that monkey. God bless that little monkey. Yeah. God bless him, yeah. Man alive. Monday is the day that the trash goes out. I can't forget. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. 
And I wake up as the truck rolls by And oh my God, she's gonna be so doggone mad at me When she gets home Oh my God Oh my God Oh my God going to ask you about leather work and like what got you into it i got into it um during the great recession actually i was um i moved to nashville 2008 and wanted to you know i'd been in philadelphia forever and i was just really like the only person in philadelphia who had any country records or had any kind of southern (laughs) or western or anything at all it was such an embarrassment in, in philadelphia um, or, you know, just so far away from what anybody, anybody's radar. So I just felt like when I moved to Nashville, I wanted so much to just immerse myself in all, all that was classic country and everything around it. And, mm-hmm. um, and I saw, I met this old timer who, uh, had made Waylon Jennings leather covered guitar. And I, I said, God, it's just so, I'd love that thing. Like, would you ever make another one and how much would it cost? And he, he quoted me on the price and I thought, yeah, I, I want to buy one of those. I, I, they're so it's such a beautiful medium. So I started <laughs> looking into leather work and and um, um, and I started to send him ideas for what I wanted. I wanted a bunch of dogs on mine, and I was like, I'd be just cool to have a dog themed guitar, you know. And he he said, that's stupid. Yeah, I ain't gonna do that. And I was like, well, <laughs> God, old timer. Like all you do is floral work, you know. And I thought this is quite a there's quite a lack. Uh, there's a there's a gap in this in this market there's a there's a place for you know somebody to do something interesting with this medium it's such a beautiful medium like why don't you do something interesting and i thought well i'd saved up like a thousand dollars towards the guitar and i thought i'm just gonna spend this money on 
leather supplies and there was a leather store in Nashville and I just started hanging out there and just buying up scraps of leather and tools and, mm. and pretty, you know, making guitar straps for friends and stuff. And, um, and then I just kind of lucked out it like it turned into a business pretty quickly. Cool. Um, and yeah, it was awesome. I, I just really, really just loved it so much. Kind of reminds me of jewelry. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, it's, it's definitely like, um, uh, flare pieces, you know, <laughs> they're like accentuating whatever it is that you've got. It, it makes you look a lot cooler. I mean, especially like a dog with a collar with his own name on it, hand tooled into a into the collar, yeah. is something that yeah that makes that dog look like he's wearing a cape. You know, <laughs> like oh, like dog walks into a room, and, and I used to do it for my uh, my roommate's dogs. I would I'd love to just make them collars, and I'd get. <laughs> You know, they come in, I put the collar on, and they go walk back into the kitchen. And I'd love to hear that, like, well, hi. <laughs> <laughs> My roommate would look down and see that, like, Roscoe has got uh, Roscoe, like, in this turquoise collar across his back. And she's like, well, look at you. <laughs> dog can't really explain where he got it, but uh, isn't he glad to have the affection? <laughs> um, you know, so I guess it was yeah. kind of like started out as a little bit of a gag and, um, but also, yeah, it, it, I just, I just really loved it. And I've been doing it ever since I, I've, um, I, I kind of don't do it as much for the general public as I used to. It, it, it it's pretty hard on your body. I mean, it really can wear out very quickly, mm. but, um, but yeah, it's just such a, it's also so nice to put something out in the world that only looks better with age, you know, like mm-hmm. you get a iPhone or I swear every time I get a computer, um, every time a new computer comes out, it makes mine just look ancient. <laughs> and, you know, every car that comes out just makes the last year's one look so old. And I don't know, it's kind of nice to say, like, here's a thing that you're going to have for 20 years. It doesn't look very good now, but every year that you have it, it will look better. Yeah. And I, I don't know. There, I don't know many other things that are like it. Maybe guitars. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't, you know, I was watching that video of your guitar that has the uh, leather pick guards on both sides, and mm-hmm. uh, it looks, it, it sounds great. didn't seem to hurt the sound at all, so. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's maybe you know, even better, I, I don't know. <laughs> well, it, it's funny you should say that. I, I actually, um, I got to hang out with Guy Clark one day, and I showed him that guitar because, you know, he's a, he's a he's a luthier, and uh, I said, you know, my dad made this guitar, and. He, I said, like, check it out. And he played it and he goes, oh man, take that damn leather off of there. It sounds horrible. <laughs> and I, said, I said, well, I don't, I don't play it that good. So it doesn't really, it doesn't matter. That I thought it sounded okay. And, uh, <laughs> I sound fine. It's it sounded just good. Yeah, Doug it sounded Clark great. Too good. Yeah. For, you know, it's like, right. oh, it'll be fine. <laughs> you know? I mean, I don't know. I'm not, I'm, again, I'm, I don't mean to, put myself down that much but like i'm just not that good of a guitar player i think that you know some guys would be like oh this is this is bullshit. you can't do the double stock triple you know whatever but i just for what i'm doing i'm like wow. yeah but man my show is my show is all vibe and if the <laughs> leather helps the vibe then we're doing good <laughs> no no i wouldn't say that you got a hell of a strum you got a hell of a strum you really do everybody's yeah. <laughs> Everybody's got their own unique way of doing that, and you got yours, you know. So yeah, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I'm not, I'm not putting myself down. I like what I bring to the table. But yeah, it's great. Um, the, but, your rhythm you parts know. are great. So 
And I, I also yeah, like, the, you know, I like your vocal timing. It it, it kind of reminds me of really old stuff, you know, like the Guthrie's, you know, the original Guthrie's yeah. stuff. It's the timing's always kind of haphazard, you know. He makes it the song fit the words. And I know, yeah, I notice you do that. A right. bit. I notice you do that a bit yourself. <laughs> I do. Well, you know, I mean, I just find I find that the words are are just so so important. I mean, it's just all I care about, honestly. I, I'll this the strumming and, and the music is is truly an afterthought. And in fact, a lot of the stuff I like to do a cappella because I'm like, I really want you to hear this, you know. Mm-hmm. And if you if you gloss over the lyrics of these couple of songs and it, it, it ruins it for me, you know? Um, so, so yeah, I definitely, I find sometimes songs are too wordy and they sound a little jumbled, but you know, but that's, it's all about the story for me. So it's like, well, hell I, I need to get some, a message across. And, um, this is, these are the words that it takes to get the message across, but yeah, it doesn't always, mm-hmm. uh, ends up, a lot of them end up being really wordy. I, I'll sometimes, We'll be on stage and the drummer or somebody will start, I mean, I'll start it off a little too fast. And, you know, around the second of verse or something, I'll look over and be like, oh, man, this is, I don't know if I'm going to make it through. I put too many words in this song. <laughs> But you're surprised to see me right now I bet you didn't think that I would remember how I bet you thought I'd miss it since the field ain't plowed And the weeds covered up the sign Hey, well, ain't it your birthday? Then why aren't you smiling? I just drove 250 miles in the middle of the night On an empty tank dodging deer along the way On the central Virginia moonlight byway Brought to you by this small town I always thought I could a piece of cake and tell your little brother dirty jokes i want to lie to everybody about the star i am the big city life that i'm living all of the money that they're trying to give me just to sign a couple compact discs hey well ain't it your birthday then why aren't you smiling i just drove 250 miles in the middle of the night on an empty tank dodging foot down, bow my head at the feet of the queen instead of taking out a prison guard, or deceiving myself and shutting out my friends, it doesn't seem like a very good way to live, seems kind of like you're trying too hard to win, but you're losing yourself in the game, hey well late at your birthday, then why aren't you smiling, I just drove 250 miles in the middle of the night, on an empty tank dodging deal along the way.
makes the timing interesting, you know, to, to when the timing, right. there's a little bit of a, an extra, an extra little uh, pause to get another mm-hmm. syllable, you know, and it, and it, and it actually lends a lot of flavor to me. I don't like stuff when it's too straight, you know, one, two, three, four yeah. down the line. And it, it you know, it, me it, it breaks it up, you know, it really is nice. Like the song about all the different kinds of dogs. The Retriever. Oh, yeah. I love the way. Yeah, that... yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love that song. It's really good. Oh, so... thanks. Yeah, I like that one, too. I could think of a few more reads for you, but because we got a we got a little Yorkie, and she uh-huh, loves to, uh-huh, uh-huh. and she's old, and she's the boss. You know how those little Yorkies are, man? Oh, yeah. yeah. We got a big, like, husky-type-looking dog, and she bosses that thing around. <laughs> of course. <laughs> you know, she bosses man. me, and she loves to boss me around. And I was getting a little bit sick of it, so I got a, a water bottle, right? And I squirted her a couple of times uh-huh. when she was – and then she she literally was crying. I saw, it, you know, like her eyes got wet <laughs> and like tears came down and she got all sad and she was, and it really hurt me. I was like, I'm never going to squirt her again. <laughs> you know? Right. A little manipulator. She's like, that's right. Yeah. She's back She's like, to – That's right. You're not going to. Running up and putting her little mouth on my leg and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, manipulators of all sizes. Yeah, so she's a Yorkie. She's something. Uh, I I really love dogs. I really love everybody else's dogs. I have a hard time having one myself. I just find it. I don't know. We don't have enough space. I don't have enough time. I, I like always feel bad for it. Mm. Uh, you know, I had dogs growing up. I, I grew up on the eight acres in the country, and you know, dogs never had a leash or a collar or yeah. poop bag or anything. They never, never went on walks. They just kind of came in whenever they were done running around, and it was just so nice. They were just so lovely and so content, and it just and happy. Yeah, any, any yeah, and <laughs> anything, less that, anything less than like a dog being happy is just so sad. But yeah. you know. I've thought about getting a little dog. I could, hang, I think I could hang with a little dog in the city. I'd like to have a little shop dog, but you yeah, know, get yourself a I little. Don't know. Yorkie. I don't have... You're just feisty little Yorkie, man. <laughs> right. If you're looking for a dog to put in your lap, consider the choices that you have. Labradors, retrievers, dogs and funny little wieners, chihuahuas, yapping, waking us up in the morning. Oh, how can you ask me? I want to take home all of them and start a little rescue out in New Mexico and buy an old hotel and never in a room, just stay in each room, depending on our moods and painting each wall a different color. 
And gain peace of mind When you and yours become me and mine I saw a Pomeranian in a, in a cafe in Frogtown like a year and a half ago or something mm-hmm. And it was a bit, a little bit, a little bit older And it was the sweetest little mellow chiller mm-hmm. I saw a kid come up to it and just like plop on it And it just tolerated everything and I, I came home and told my girlfriend I was like I want to get a Pomeranian she was like are you f-ing crazy Pomeranians <laughs> are yappy you'd hate it you know and I was like oh well I met a sweet one <laughs> I don't know yeah I met a really quiet mellow one probably had a good loud yeah. outdoor life or something because I know what you mean yeah I, I grew up on seven acres up here oh and wow in the yeah yeah and northern Laverne it was there was nobody up there back then and we wow. had, had BB gun wars and, you know, with the neighbors and Man. which were, you know what sure. I mean? It was like, yeah. And we, yeah, I do. Our dogs were all free too. It was like, we learned to sh- go to the bathroom. It was like outside. Yeah, right. You know, not yeah, too many people. I never knew that my dog went to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, you know, it was, it was a different kind of life. You know, people don't even think that there's anything yeah. like that around LA, but there used to be a long time ago. Yeah. You know, yeah. Strawberry fields. Yeah, that forever. was a long time ago. <laughs> Strawberry fields forever. Orange groves, orange trees. <laughs> they 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 built wow. the, they built this housing development that was near where I grew up, and uh, I mean it was just all orange trees and stuff. And this, all the kids in the housing development's parents were engineers at this bomb factory, right? General wow. General Dynamics was right down the road. So one of them brought. Uh, like a little vial of nitroglycerin and blew up an orange tree one day. What? Yeah. He threw he blew up an orange tree. Yeah. It was crazy. Oh my god. Yeah. How did he do it? Did he shoot it with a BB gun or just throw it at the tree? He threw it and it, he had a way of he had some way of lighting it up. You know, his dad was an engineer, you know. So Yeah, yeah, sure. A lot of those guys Wow. Went. But they they were down the road and that was like the newest that was the, the closest housing development, you know. And yeah. So I kind of grew up with them a little bit, and they all had BB guns, and we'd go on these fields and like shoot each other. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's awesome, <laughs> man. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. That's cool, man. Claremont, you got me thinking. I mean, we're we're constantly thinking about like where can we move that we're, you know, that'd be a little bit. I mean, obviously, I know that the seven acres days are probably gone for any kind of reasonable budget but you know um we're in la and the the we just there's like the tiniest yards and the busiest streets and yeah um you had a kid and it's like oh claremont's gone up but there's a town right next door called laverne yeah and laverne is actually where i'm from and it's a little bit uh cheaper <laughs> you know uh-huh. than claremont for sure so yeah and yeah i mean it's nuts man i, I that's why I, that's how i make my living here i've selling been selling real estate in la for the last couple of years three years now and it's 
it's absolutely insane. But yeah, just, um, I mean, all these. I'm used to the LA prices, so I'm sure anything like my brother sends me houses in San Diego County, and I'm like, oh my god, six hundred thousand, buy it. You know, it's got a pool, buy it. <laughs> it like, used to be like, like that. I was can't a, believe. It. Yeah, it used to be like that much was an mm. arm and a leg, totally. You know? Yeah, I know. I yeah. No <laughs> my my friend just who works at the music store with me, he just bought a house for like six hundred thousand in Pomona. But it's a nice street yeah. and he got it he it's a nice and quiet area and he did good, you know. But uh nice. and and it's not gonna go down because I mean these like in Claremont, your average track house is a million. So, Dang, is it that high? I don't know. There's a lot well, of a lot of millions dollar houses in this town. In that town. Pomona Dang. Pomona's different. We have a nickname in uh I mean, I was born in Pomona, so I can say it. Poor Mona. And, uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, so it's, you know, it's like, it's next door to Claremont, too. And, but it has, it's a lot seedier. But there's really nice pockets in Pomona yeah. that, that are affordable. You know what I mean? So Yeah, right. It's one of those things as far as, and then, like I said, my friend bought his house in Pomona. And it's, it's very nice where he got, he gets a big old yard. Big front yard, big backyard, trees. You know, nice. house was built in the forties. It's beautiful. Love that. Yeah, he did good. Yeah, there's there's so many gems. I mean, but yeah, it's mm-hmm. so damn expensive. It, it's it's hard to believe. But I'm like, it's so tough. I'm like, I don't know. I love it here. I don't want to go anywhere else. Certainly, don't want to move back to Tennessee. I mean, I know I can get a good deal there, but God, I have to live in Tennessee. You know. Yeah, you're not going to get out much, I guess, if you're living there. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Right. I I only know the states from you know. I did some touring in men in in my day, but in the last few years, I did more than I ever did before because I joined up with all those gun outfit people, you know. And we did this tour with Steve Gunn, and that's got to play in Nashville. Oh, cool. Yeah, we got to play in Nashville, and uh, you know, it was like the only time I ever played there before, so it was it was really fun. Uh huh. I'd like to stay a little bit more. You know how it is when you're traveling. God, I, I imagine you get this too. I know. These guys, it's always like we're on to the next spot. You know, I've been to Paris twice. I've never seen the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. I know. That's the thing. I'm, I've been all over the world, and I'm like, I don't know. Like, people be like, oh, cool. Well, you've been here, and you've been here. I'm like, yeah, I mean, I, I know the airport really well. Like, you know, <laughs> I've, been to, I've been to Australia uh, eight times, and... Um, only the last couple of times have I stayed, spent like an extra week there after the tour was over. And, um, I'm like, God, how have I been to Australia so many times? I feel like a flight attendant. Like, oh yeah, I know it really well. Well, I know the airport really well. And I know like <laughs> the hotel and the venue, but that's it. You know? Yeah. That's how it's been for me. It's just, you know, I get, it's still fun, but it's, it's different. You know, I yeah. go to these, yeah. my impression of Tennessee was pretty, hmm. I mean, I, I like the uh-huh. eastern eastern part. We were driving there from the east through these hills, and that was uh-huh. pretty. I liked that part, you know, as far as the countryside. I, you know, that was one of the things I liked and on that trip. We, you know, we went to Asheville and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, I can see. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm in love with it here. Obviously, I never went anywhere, so. But I haven't yeah, seen. Yeah, right. I, you know, right. I think maybe there's some mountain ranges in Utah that might be sort of like this one, but nothing really. This mountain range, there's nothing quite like it. And so no, it's, it's special here. It really is. Yeah, it's it's really something. And like I, it, it it does have 
that keel that goes down in the crust and 50 miles into the earth's mantle this keel goes down oh, off the bottom of it amazing. and it's yeah and it and that's why there's all these rocky alluvial fans coming off of it because it acts kind of like a dam and like the whole northwest high plains you know are just hitting against it and you know what i mean yeah and it's but it's yeah but it's anchored so it, it's a trip so it, but it's also really hard you know it sticks you it, it, it is hard to get a, a get a, get away from once you get hooked you know it's yeah <laughs> uh, yeah <laughs> sounds like you got pretty well hooked <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know, I feel it. <laughs> uh, oh, good old Mount Baldy. Man. Real little mid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <That's right. laughs> oh, man. Oh, classical music is so clarinetty. I love meatballs, but don't like spaghetti. It makes me so tired, and I want to be ready. I love being ready to go. Oh, and I love to have to leave at the drop of a hat. I'm ready to go in seconds flat. Ready to go, hey, I know about that. I love being ready to go. Oh, and I love leaving. Throwing everything in the truck. Fishing through the glove box on the radio. And letting the hood slam shut. And I love leaving. And playing Tetris with the things in the van. Circling in the block till we get the right spot and honking at my friends. All people really love to say, remember when? Wouldn't it be great to do it over again? They give anything to go back then instead of in the mess they made. All but me, I hate talking about the good old days. I never want to go down memory lane. I only want to get into the passing lane, and I've always been that way. I guess I love leaving, leaving without saying goodbye, leaving without telling anybody I'm going, quick as a blink of an eye. Well, someday I'll meet a woman I know who want to keep me around. troubles behind I guess I'm getting that age when turning the page is easier than learning my lines Really great talking to you. This has been really fun. Yeah. Hey, hi, Markley. Uh, hi, Markley. Thanks for setting us up. Thanks for setting it up, man. Uh, well, yeah. 
It's been great yeah. talking to you. And, uh, yeah, likewise, Andrew. Thank you. Thanks, Johnny. I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Oh, my God. That was good. This episode was produced by Markley Morrison. That's me. And thank you so much to Henry Barnes for hosting and Johnny Fritz for being our guest. Uh, you can find Johnny's music at johnnyfritz.com. That's Fritz with a Z and Johnny without an H. You can also find Henry's music, Amps for Christ. It's out there and it's great. And it really is out there. Uh, stay tuned, everybody. We got more coming on the way. <laughs>